Welcome to Because It Is, a conversation about faith, justice, and other things that matter. This podcast is hosted by Second Baptist Downtown in Little Rock, Arkansas. Second Baptist is a vibrant, historic downtown congregation whose faith compels us to seek justice, care for the oppressed, and pattern our lives after the way of Jesus. We are a unique Baptist church that prioritizes diversity and inclusion for all. In this episode, dropped on May the 4th, we discuss Star Wars and the ways it does and doesn't relate to our faith. We have a special guest panel for this conversation, Star Wars experts from the youth group. You will learn a lot, be blown away by their deep thoughts, and laugh a little too. May the force be with you. May the fourth be with you. And also be with you. Hey everybody, happy Star Wars Day. It is May the 4th and we are here on our Because It Is podcast to talk about nothing other than Star Wars. Uh, when we knew we needed to drop a podcast on the 4th, I immediately got excited because I know a whole crew of people that hang out in the youth group at Second Baptist who know so much about Star Wars. And I thought they could teach us all a little bit of something about Star Wars and what it has to do with our faith. Um, we often say in church, the peace of Christ be with you. And the response to that is also, and also with you, which is why often when church, little church nerds like us here, that may the fourth be with you, we want to respond quickly with, and also with you. And so I thought today might be a great day for us to discuss Star Wars and faith and what it does and doesn't have to do with our faith and how it shapes who we are as the people of God. So I brought an expert panel to talk with us about Star Wars today. So I'd love for you to meet your panel. Panel, why don't you introduce yourselves? Hi, um, it's Micah here. Micah, what grade are you in? Oh, seven, um, 13 years old. That's about it. Awesome. I'm Will, I'm in eighth grade. I'm Silas, and I'm in eighth grade. I am Ross, and I am in seventh grade. I am Jonah, and I am also in seventh grade. Uh, This is Randall. I'm in middle school. (laughs) That's about right. Um, All right. Thanks, panel, for being with us today. Let's kick off our podcast with a big question. Star Wars in general. Also, you should know that my panel was very disappointed in me that I didn't have a specific movies picked out. I'm more thinking about the broad theme of Star Wars, but they'll take us to good places because they know far more than I do. But I do know that Star Wars in general is a fight between good and evil. And so I'm wondering where you see the dark side in our world um, and what that fight looks like and maybe what our faith has to do with it. Who wants to talk about? this fight between good and evil that's in Star Wars and how it, what it has to do with you. I'll talk about it. Go for it, Silas. Um, so I see the dark side not as like a big thing, but as like the small actions, like, you know, refusing to help someone in need. That's the dark side to me. I don't see it as like this mm. big thing, you know. I just see it as the small things that are like, not helpful, not being kind, not being considerate, just kind of bad, I guess. 
but somehow that blows up a whole death that creates a death star right y'all i'm not super smart about star wars so how do all the little things Um, add up to something so so big little things can turn big uh pretty easily so you know this i'm gonna do a real quick uh like synopsis on the plot of star wars good call so it all starts with this one guy he's he is like the last Sith, and he is but he becomes the chancellor of the republic and as the war goes on between the republic and the separatists you know he, he gains more and more power until he uh orders the clones uh to do Order 66, which is to kill and annihilate all of the Jedi. So once that is done, and like all the Jedi are either killed or in hiding, he there's no one left to really stop it. He names himself Emperor and builds a Death Star. So this is maybe power. Yeah, and so we see this exact same thing. I mean, almost a perfect parallel with what's going on right now in Ukraine, don't we? Yeah, I guess Ukraine is like the. I'm going on Silas's word. Like the choices decide, like whether it's the light side or the dark side. Which, me being me, I don't really believe in either. But and then, like, there's always going to be that one person who like takes it one step further. That can either be a good thing or a bad thing. Like. Martin Luther King took it one step further and it was a good thing. Vladimir Putin t- took it one step forward and it was not a good such a good thing. So it really matters on the person, like how far they're willing to go. Ambition. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Right. And so we see this with Emperor Palpatine, don't we? So uh, throughout the history of humanity, we actually see this this plan out over and over and over again uh, in Emperor Palpatine being the um, the quintessential uh, individual who through greed and, uh, and greed of money and power reaches the highest uh, power that he can or she can wherever they are and then tries to exert that um, in other regions and that's exactly what uh, Emperor Palpatine was doing in uh, in Star Wars under the guise, of course, of, of of unifying the Republic and bringing peace and order and all of that. And that's exactly uh, what uh, Putin has been saying. Vladimir Putin has been saying the exact same words. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking. Like with just a little bit of money and a and a little bit of power you get people to know your name and then and then um you give people false pretenses of what you believe and they're and they're like oh i'm trying i'm trying to help y'all i'm gonna be doing all of this good stuff and so they gain supporters and then eventually it'll lead up to loving that person or idea so much that um, they will kill for that person or idea like um, 
like in Star Wars, the all the stormtroopers are gathering up and they're like, yeah, I don't mind this guy. I mean, I don't want to be a rebel. I don't want to get killed. And plus, I don't really mind what he's saying. So I'm going to join him. Where in your life are you faced with opportunities to join the resistance or the dark side? Um, if I can say something. Sure. I guess like throughout life, you're offered choices for like hundreds of things. If you actually like pay attention and look mm. like it, like really subtle or like literally they say the words, I want you to do this. And then like high school, that's kind of when like the drugs happen and bad driving skills and, you know. Yeah, we have so. lots of choices every day that shape the side that we're headed toward don't we and even then like the light side dark side wasn't really a thing it was just like they used the force in different ways but just Ah. like i'm gonna i'm gonna use this for good i'm gonna use this one to choke somebody from like across the galaxy because i can and all that maybe it's not as simple as one side or the other you know darth vader and palpatine both both coin at the dark side they both say, come over to the dark side, find the power of the dark side. We just talked about the force a little bit and how how you use it um, gets to be decided whether it's for good or for evil or maybe something in between. I'm wondering, what is when you think about your faith, what is the force to you? I think of the force as the Holy Spirit. You know it's there. It's it's like the point of it is to try to help you. But if you take it the wrong way, then it can literally destroy worlds. I think the force uh, correlates to the Jedi and the Sith kind of like God correlates to the Ten Commandments because each side has these set of morals or rules that they're following and all of that is kind of like dictated by their view of the Force. Like the Jedi see the their, see their use of the Force as a gift uh, that can be used to keep peace while the Sith see it as uh, a token to gain power. So kind of like how you see the Ten Commandments, too. I love that comparison. Thanks. Who else? What does the force and your faith have to do with each other? Um, I'm going to go into, like, a small side story that occurred during, like, the original trilogy. Okay. Um, I kind of forgot how to say his name, but, like, there was these Guardians of the Wills, and they were kind of, like, in a sense, like it feels like to me, they are kind of like Star Wars Christians. Like they worship the Force, uh-huh. and I'm not sure what side. And they just protected the temple, and they believed in the Force. Like he, it was just one blind man. In the story, um, he had unyielding faith in the Force. Like he was one with the Force, and I kind of forgot the line. And one with the Force, the Force with me. Yeah, exactly. Say that one again, Jonah. I am one with the force and the force is with me. Hmm. Does that have for like three minutes? 
does that ring true in anything in your faith that we teach about Christianity? If we, what, yeah. what word would we change the force to at church? The spirit. Yeah. Right. Don't we say we're one with God, that God's with us. The spirit is always with us. Also, I mentioned, I didn't mention, but I realized something while I was listening to everybody talk and uh, the force wasn't good or bad. The force was just like whoever chose to use it. Hmm. Exactly. I noticed that. That's what I'm trying to say. So it's just there. Well, I wouldn't say there because a lot of like references to, like on both sides both admitted that it was like kind of living. Oh. As it, like it influenced them, like it gave them choices, like let them decide, but still influenced them in some sort of way. So are we the force? It like, gave them like power to uh, do like miraculous feats, like what Jesus did, like bring Lazarus back from the dead and all that. Yeah, but it's how we choose to use it that can yeah, change our world. Do catastrophic things. Like give, like give him, a, like it doesn't even have to be like just like plain, like really huge powers, like bring people back from the dead, or walking on water, like maybe like a swell of like determination or like a lot of ambition can do this to you. One of the aspects um, that was brought up uh, a little bit is. So the, the force can be used by multiple people for multiple things. So sometimes the, the, the line gets blurred, doesn't it? Um, if you, because you have, uh, if we talk about, mm, I hate to keep bringing this up, but if we talk about war, uh, you have, you have uh, the people on both sides claiming God is on their side, right? And so is God on both sides or is God on neither side? Personally, I think God is on like neither side because, you know, both like believe in God, both see God differently. So both think that God, but on their side, like, oh, we're the weak, we're the vulnerable, and we're being attacked. And that Russia sees themselves as we're taking what's rightfully ours. We're doing nothing wrong. So I think that God really isn't on a side. God is on the side of the people who are doing the most good. So they're the people helping the refugees, the people who are cleaning up the cities, the firefighters, the first responders, the people who are trying the best to keep innocent people safe. Those are the people whose side God is on. I noticed that, a uh, bit of a side topic, but while most people on the dark side tried to bring everybody to the dark side, bring all the forces to the dark side, the, uh, I'm not sure what it's called, the light side, I guess, but, uh, the light side tried to keep balance. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, that and um, 
and we see this being taught by Yoda to Luke Skywalker, right? When he's on, uh, when he went to Dagobah to study, we, we see um, Master Yoda talking about this very thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point, Jonah. Let's talk more about the balance. They talk a lot in Star Wars about keeping balance in the force. But that feels really abstract and weird for oh. our ears today. But oh. what is what does it look oh. like to keep balance oh. in the force? Ooh. Oh. Luke, when he's older in I know we're supposed to focus on four, five, and six, but in I think it was eight. I'm pretty sure it was eight. Uh, he says the base of all of the good guys, for some reason I can't remember the name, Light Side or whatever, the Jedi, are, is vanity. They would, in the end, they blinded themselves to the fact that Emperor Palpatine was a bad guy and allowed them all to allowed him to wipe all the Jedi out. So he said he put that down as a bad yeah. thing, but uh, the if the Jedi are all about balance, then they need good and bad to keep everything in unity to keep the scale balance, don't they? It was I don't think that was the balance that, that was being talked about. Right. I think it was the balance. Um, I think Yoda was trying to teach Luke to find the internal balance inside himself. Right. What do you think, Matt, Micah? What, um, is, what is balance for you? Um, Micah, yeah, balance. I'm going to go through another um, part of the Clone Wars on this planet called Mortis. It included like three force deities the, the father, the daughter, and the sun. The daughter represented the light side and had like a kind of glow stick kind of vibe. The the sun was the was kind of like the representation of the dark side, perhaps. And well, yeah, you get the point. And the father was the balance who kept the scales right in between, like. Not too much, not not too much darkness, but you cannot have darkness without you cannot have light without darkness. So not too much light either. You know, Micah, that is such a I love that, and it, it that really conjures up the story of Abraham, Isaac, and and uh, I, I'm sorry, um, yeah, and Esau, right? Yeah, um, Jacob was kind of like the dark side at first, like. He had good intentions, but he didn't use, like, really the right way to do it. And then Esau was just working hard to get what he wanted. Meanwhile, Jacob was just making cheap tricks, and Abraham was just trying to balance it all. Silas, you were going to say something. What do you, what do you think about um, what is balance and faith to you? You can't have balance unless you have two different parties believing two different things, believing coexisting in harmony you cannot have like balance with war at least not really because there's always going to be like this that one like 
feeling afterward like you just killed a bunch of people how do you feel about mm. that right and for the so-called greater good like if you want a greater good why do you have to like shoot everybody you see on this when you land or go somewhere or anything like right. that it's kind of what i liked about the republic like they only shot they only really have to shoot droids and not like people meanwhile the separatists were just shooting down people i mean yeah there were clones of somebody but they're still people right that comes together in a pretty good bible verse every way of man is right in his own eyes but the lord weighs the heart proverbs twelve fifteen. Oh, very good yeah yeah say more about that will um so what well, I believe that's kind of what sums up what Ross was saying. And it basically is just everyone thinks what they do is right, but no one and everyone thinks that what everyone else does is wrong most of the time, especially if it's two opposing sides. So perhaps the balance we've been talking about is more about the discernment of what is the right thing to do than um, keeping good and bad in us, but it's being able to sort through all the things and know what is the most whole way to answer. Is that, does anybody have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I would go along with that. Um, I, I don't see balances. You have to have e equal parts of evil and good to balance that. And, and though I have, I have heard people say things like that, but yeah, I don't think that's the balance that, uh, well, certainly not the balance that's helpful. <laughs> so. I wonder if, I wonder if the balance also may have something to do with understanding that we all have the capability to go to the dark side in us. Yeah. Like um, we all have like a bit of darkness and like a bit of light, but there is a thing of like, being too good and being too bad or it's terrible in that part like you can take it too far on the dark side you can take it too far on the light side as well you can be too it you can be too good side. yeah it's possible how, like to consider it too how, kind help me understand that how, how would that what would that look like like I would never harm a fly. I would never harm a piece of grass. Like there's a thing where like you can take it too far. Like you're nice to every single person. Like just politely like say, like say you held up a gunpoint. Like you're just gonna still be like, hey, I'm gonna act like this guy's my best friend, even though he's trying to shoot me right now. And and how you know? how is that like eventually? Like, if you're bullied and you still treat everyone like your best friend, that's not going to really make it better. It, but I mean, yeah, it would be helpful, but it's not going to make it anything better. Will it? Or it won't? What Micah said reminds me of this story. Um, it reminds me of this story. In the Clone Wars, there was a Jedi Padawan named Barriss Offy. She wholeheartedly believed in the Jedi Order's path she believed that what they were doing was right and that they were peace. But as the Clone Wars dragged on, she her view on the Jedi, the Jedi Order changed. She began to see them as the antagonist because they were peacekeepers who were fighting a war. So 
in her thoughts that the Jedi, like they started out trying to do the same thing. I think that's what Micah meant by you can be too good. Like she was, she, she knew the Jedi order was going down a dark path, but after she realized that she went, which is not a good thing. And she did it to show that the Jedi, that they were, that they were like dragging on the war, that they were the, they were the reason for the war basically. So, you know, being too good doesn't mean that you're too nice or anything. It just means that you've just kind of, you just kind of don't. Kind of like you're going like too far to reach these good intentions. And y'all, this is a question, this is a question that Christians have been asking for ever since Christians existed is how do you, in a world where that we live in, how do you make peace when there's war? And people have been asking about how to um, be peacemakers in the midst of war. And there are some Christians that say no war ever. Um, and there are some that say there's something called just war when you're trying to do something justly. Um, I do think, can you think of the example in scripture of the person who met violence with nonviolence? Job. Yes. And? Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. So uh, did Jesus uh, take this whole good thing too far? I mean, it's kind of like he took it to the very end, isn't it? I mean, what I mean is like he wasn't like, yes, he was very nice, but still like, he, he didn't go like so far to like, just, I got to do this. I got to do this goal no matter what. Like, t- like didn't taking- he? He did it all oh, the way to death. Oh yeah, he did it all the way to death, but like, like which like brings up something people under dominion just to like make the good intentions true. You bring up a very good point, Micah. Jesus met violence with nonviolence all the way to death, but Jesus did not say my way or the highway, and I'm going to. He, bring... not say, he said like Christianity was like one of the best ways. He didn't say it was the only way. And he, but he, he said, I am the way, the truth and the life, but he didn't say, and therefore I'm going to inflict violence and do whatever I have to, to make you all believe and follow me. And like, he doesn't like make everyone follow it. Like not everybody's a Christian. Like they right. have the choice. Let's look at death and resurrection in star Wars. Where do you see? Cause, cause Jesus took this nonviolence all the way to death. But somehow that ended in res- not that wasn't the end. That was a beginning in resurrection. So where are you seeing this in Star Wars? And what does that have to do with us? The ghosts in Star Wars at the end of six, like the ghost of Yoda and the ghost yeah. of Obi Wan, yeah. all kind of yeah. together. That's what at the end. Yeah, like that's what, Whenever like certain force beings died depending on who they were, usually just Jedi, they always, um, like, became one with the Force and, like, became, like, in our case, like, one with the Holy Spirit and ascended to um, wherever they go. However, they still, like, had influences on our daily life. Like, we ascend to heaven and then the Holy Spirit helps, like, everybody else on still on Earth. Yeah, that, that's really good. I, I, 
again, I'm always backing up a little bit. I, I work slow. Uh, but but we see we see death and, and this resurrection even in the in the earlier. I mean, Darth Vader, Darth Vader was dead uh, on a on a molten rock uh, when Palpatine. Yeah, it seemed like the Sith always come back into like a very gross static way, but they always come back like physically alive. Yeah, and then we see it again with Darth Vader, don't we? At the very at the very end, where Darth Vader um, is resurrected from the dark side, as at the very end when he saves his son, when he saves Luke. That is true. Yeah. So he gets slightly resurrected and then dies and then gets resurrected again. So, what does that have to do with our faith? What does resurrection look like? For like non Jedi's or Jesus, good in the end, and he was still able to go to Jedi heaven or whatever. <laughs> say, say that again. And ascend as a force. Um, he he eventually was quote unquote good in the end, and then ascended to like some Jedi heaven and whatnot. <laughs> Well, I wasn't talking about that. I was just saying that it's a resurrection of sorts, right? It's, um, you know, the Bible says, Bible says we're dead in our sin. Okay. So that's a type of death where you're, where we, we can't break out. Uh, and that's where, where I see Darth Vader during that. But then he was freed and he, or he was resurrected from that into. Another word we like to use is redeemed. redeemed right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, 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 we see it all the time. Um, I want to know what we've talked a lot about how Star Wars has to do with our faith. What what about it has nothing to do with our faith? Like, no, oh, what lightsabers, yeah. blasters, the entire like first order? <laughs> there are lots of lightsabers, giant mm-hmm. Will, I want to hear from the smugglers, the castle run. Um, let's see, uh, droids, um, <laughs> droids. We kind of yeah, wish it did, though, right? Droids, aliens. Can I butt in real quick? Yeah. Okay, um, so you all are naming, uh, tactile, nothing to do with their faith, but you know, Star Wars is a fictional world. Um, that's kind of like saying that, no, that's, that that's that's saying that like my bed covers they don't have anything to do with my religion, which they don't. But I I am that Brittany is talking more things that happened in Star Wars. Like for example, Emperor Palpatine's rise to power. That had nothing to do with he was the chosen one. Or no, that had to do with the man's greed that was endless and on a like limitless. Yeah. Thanks for that, Silas. That's a good reminder that sometimes we try to say that that things that have to do with in our lives have to do with God meant it to be that way. And there's a lot of things that happen in our in our lives and in Star Wars that God had nothing to do with. Now, maybe God made good out of it or redeemed it in the end, but God didn't mean for there to be destruction and one greedy person rising to power. I love that point. Thank you. 
like the force apparently created everybody, but it didn't exactly control after that, like who they came to be. Hmm. That's another thing that's contribute to Star Wars. Um, actual like, let's start with I don't know, like all their powers. I guess I already went over this, but like they had in Star Wars, they all had like these interesting abilities. Like some could fly, some could talk from inside their head, some could Jedi mind trick, you know? Mm. We cannot do that in real life. However, Jedi mind tricks might be possible. It just counts as persuasion. Well, okay, but you bring up a good point. All of our Jedi had different skills. What uh, it's reminding me of another thing we talk about in our faith um, and as a church. What. Does that remind you of any scriptures you read? Anything we've talked about in youth group? Hmm. I'm thinking along the lines of we all have different gifts. Yeah, like um, I remember um, winter youth retreat, we talked about Esther and how her being a her gift of being a Jew and being beautiful got her to get married to the king and save the Jews. Yeah, there's all different. We all can contribute to the goodness of our world in different ways, right? All right, well, I'm going to wrap us up with one final question. And I want every single one of you to answer. So start thinking about your answer and we'll take turns. Um, one of the major themes in Star Wars is these da- these people stepping out into really dangerous circumstances in order to make a difference for good. Lots of people joining the resistance, um, that kind of thing. And so I'm wondering if you can tell me a character in Star Wars that inspires you to take risks and to step out and to join the resistance in our world so that it might be a better, more whole place for everyone. Is there a certain character that inspires you in Star Wars? Who wants to go first? Uh, Han Solo in the very first one, when they go off to blow up the Death Star, he like hangs back because, you know, he's a mercenary and only fights for himself or whatever. But uh, he ends up coming back and saving the day because uh, he got too attached to his friends and to the cause he which showed he, they had shown him that it was more than just yourself against the world. There was things to fight for. I love that. Yeah. Who else? Um, I'll go second, I suppose. Uh, I, I'm going to skip a little farther ahead than the original trilogy, uh, more to... Finn. Um, first off, he was one of the very few colored people in Star Wars from point of view. Um, second, he had a, like a big turnaround. He was a stormtrooper. Like, come on. He was a stormtrooper turned rebel. And then he just like always, he never quite understood any of it, like at all. He never understood the force. The Jedi and all that. Never. And however, he always had like faith in his friends and still faith in this thing that he 
didn't know if it, whether it was real or not or how it worked. I love that example of and faith. Thanks, Micah. It turns out he was actually, it's possible for him to be a Jedi. But, but he I'm had to really step out in faith tonight, first. So. And I think that's a really cool inspiration. Yeah. He had to like step out, like be, possibly be killed by like one of the biggest like corporations in the entire galaxy that could like wipe out five planets at a time and help like his support and these people he's been fighting against like years. Yeah. So yeah. I think Han Solo, the movie Han Solo, Han Solo the Star Wars story. Um he Chewbacca, we find him um we find him fighting in like he's captive he's fighting in the pits and he doesn't mind it he's like yeah i'm bigger than y'all come fight me and then um han solo meets him and then he's just he eventually he'll he'll save han solo's life i mean like if han solo died before um spoiler if han solo if um like he saved han solo so many times before han solo got killed by kylo ren kylo ren like if he died before that the whole story would have changed chewy i think reminds me of a good disciple right he finds han solo and he follows all the way to the end uh that's pretty good inspiration all right we haven't heard from Will, Jonah, or Silas? Who wants to tell us their inspiration? I think Jonah went, but um, I'll go. Oh, you're right. We did. Um, my inspiration is definitely Luke Skywalker. He goes from being like this farm boy on a planet that's like hopeful. He wants to get out and do stuff, but he just can't. He doesn't have the money. And then he meets Obi-Wan Kenobi. And that's kind of like his boost. And... He goes from being just this poor farm boy on Tatooine, a desert planet, and he becomes um, arguably the most powerful Jedi to ever live. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that, Will. Silas? Um, so I have two. My first is Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's one of my favorite Jedi because he's kind of a pacifist. He doesn't like violence. And whenever he and his uh, troops, the 212, uh, go into battle, his priority is always getting to the place, saving the people, and looking after his men. He shows me that you don't have to be big, you don't have to be strong, and you don't have to be like bloodthirsty and always out for revenge. You know, you can still make a difference and be peaceful and keep to your beliefs. And then my second is uh, Jin Erso from Rogue One. Uh, Jin was an Imperial scientist daughter who became a rebel to try and save her father and then also stop the creation of the Death Star. Um, she's yeah. on She is like, one of the most hoop-driven characters, I think, out there. Because one of her lines that she says, and it's one of my favorites, is, uh, we have hope. Rebellion builds hope. She, she shows that you really can do anything and be anything if you want to. 
or if you mm -hmm. try hard enough. Thank you, sir. Yeah, uh, Randall, Jen, and Cassian from Rogue One are are my two favorites. Yeah, for um, the reasons that Silas just mentioned, and also their um, their willingness to take their faith all the way to the very end. Uh, and it's not just those two, of course. It was everybody who who worked on that planet to to make sure um, that the Death Star um was brought down and they all they all sacrificed ultimately because they all died one of the things i think i love about the whole star wars franchise um or canon as y'all say is the the depth and the diversity of all of the characters that it takes to work together um and so y'all inspire me um the depth and the diversity of all of who you are uh, and the ways that you work together and you bring your gifts to the table to change the world. So um, may the force be with you, my little rebels, as you keep getting out in the world and fighting for justice. Um, I'm proud to be a part of your resistance team. Um, so may the force be with you. And, and also with you. Thanks y'all. Thank you for listening to Because It Is. These are just some of the things that matter to us at Second Baptist Church downtown. If you enjoyed this conversation, please visit us online at 2bclr.com. That's the number 2bclr.com. And like us on Facebook. This podcast was produced by Brittany Stillwell and edited by Randy Schoenig with Fresh Air Media.